0: Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Thank you, friends, for joining our service today. And thank you so much, Pastor Eddie, for the introduction. I love communion weekends because we get to reflect on the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We never want to forget that. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, 50 days later, something significant happened. I mean, Jesus had already ascended into heaven, and his followers, about 120 of them, were gathered in a room, and something happened. I think they were praying and worshiping, and Holy Spirit came down on those 120 people, radically changed their lives. They walked out of that room and ready to change their world. They literally changed their world. That day, that 50th day, changed the course of human history when Holy Spirit came and filled those are 120 people. Today is the 5th of June. It is the 50th day exactly after Easter. Actually, it's called Pentecost Sunday. So over the next number of weeks, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit. We want to know how He works in our lives, His power and His baptism. I'm really excited about this series on the Holy Spirit because on a regular basis, we are confronted with ourselves. We are so ordinary, we are so common. And sometimes we wonder, can we do something great? Can anything great ever come out of me? Listen, my friends, the Holy Spirit is a master at taking ordinary people and doing extraordinary things. Wow, let's pray and dive into today's message as we launch the series. Father, I ask you to bless not just today's message, but all the messages we are gonna teach on the Holy Spirit. And I pray that everyone listening and watching will truly have an experience with the Holy Spirit. I thank you in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, if you have your Bibles, please turn to John chapter 14 and verse 15 to 18. And this is Jesus pretty much preparing his disciples for his departure. And they were a little bit afraid and worried that oh, their savior was leaving them. But Jesus says to them from verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands. Then 16, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will... Come to you. What was Jesus saying? He was pretty much saying that, hey, yes, I am going to go back to my father, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to ask the father to send an advocate, the Holy Spirit who will help you in your everyday life. Now, I know that you and I on a daily basis need some help. We all come to those places in our lives where we need some help. Maybe it's to make decisions. Maybe we feel a little discouraged and we want to be encouraged. Maybe we get hurt and we need some comfort. I mean, we need help. We need help. You don't need to leave any single day feeling helpless. Why? Jesus said, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, Is coming and he is our helper. We're not alone. That's exciting. And I mean, even as Jesus kept on teaching them and telling them about the Holy Spirit, they still couldn't get it. And in John 16 verse seven, Jesus said, but very truly, he's saying, I'm telling you the truth. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And it's just amazing how Jesus was emphasizing the Holy Spirit. And I need to say that probably in the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the most misunderstood is the Holy Spirit. And I think it is Satan's strategy to keep us away from experiencing a great relationship with the Holy Spirit, experiencing his presence and power in our lives, because Satan knows the moment you live your life led by the Spirit of God, you will do extraordinary things. You become a dangerous person to the kingdom of darkness. And so he brings confusion, misunderstanding. Some people think the Holy Spirit is some force that comes on people and causes them to be weird and chaotic and do crazy things. That's what some people think. Others think the Holy Spirit is an object, uh, water or wind or fire or a bird. I remember I was in a meeting, uh, of a gathering, of Christians, and a bird came flying over the gathering. And people said to say, oh, there comes the Holy Spirit. But birds had been flying. It was just time for the birds to start flying. And we get confused and think he's an object. But yet some others think Holy Spirit is a little less than God the Father, God the Son. So today I just want to talk a little bit about who he is, even as we launch this series who is the Holy Spirit? You know what? Just like Jesus is both God and man, the Holy Spirit is both God and a person. Let me unpack this a little bit. Let's start with the Holy Spirit is God. He is God, and how do we know that He is God? It's because the Holy Spirit has every attribute that God the Father has. Let's talk about some of them. God is omniscient, He is all-knowing, so is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. It means He has perfect knowledge of everything past, present, and future. Let me illustrate with some stories. In Acts chapter 5, there's a story of a couple. It was a time when a season of generosity and people were giving in order to help others uh, in the early church. And so a couple, Ananias and Sapphira, decided to sell a piece of land and give the proceeds towards helping the work of God at that time. But here's what they did. They sold a piece of land, and after they got the money, they decided not to give all of it. And they thought nobody knew, but Holy Spirit does. And so when we read in Acts chapter five, cause he's all knowing from verse three to nine, it says, then Peter, when said to Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and you have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? and after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal. What made you think of doing such a thing, telling a lie? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. We see here Peter equating Holy Spirit to God, saying, hey, Ananias, you think you can hide some things from human beings, but you can't hide them from God. And he says, he starts with Holy Spirit, and he refers to Holy Spirit as God. He knows everything. And unfortunately, Ananias and Sapphira experienced immediate judgment for telling lies. The Holy Spirit is all-knowing. He knows everything that's going on in our lives. He knows how we feel. He knows what we think. He knows what lies ahead. He knows what is behind us. He is all-knowing just like God. In fact, Paul continues to teach us about the Holy Spirit knowing everything in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 to 11. He says, what no eye has seen, the world has never seen, but Holy Spirit has already seen. What no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those we who love him. These the things God has revealed to us how by his Spirit was all-knowing because the Spirit searches all things even the deep things of God for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them in the same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God so Holy Spirit is God because he's all knowing secondly Just like God is omnipotent, all powerful, Holy Spirit is all powerful. In the story of the birth of Jesus, the angel tells Mary, you are gonna have a child not in the natural way. And Mary with all her biology says to the angel, you know, I've never known a man. How will this be? I love that question that Mary asks. Every now and then in life, We come to a point where we ask ourselves, when we face difficult circumstances, how can I get out of this? How will my future be? Maybe you've just graduated out of university. A number of you have just graduated here in Uganda. You're wondering how your future is going to be. And we worry. That's a big question. But I love the response the angel gave to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 35. He says, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Cause Holy Spirit is all powerful. When He shows up in your life, He has all power to turn what is impossible into a possibility. He has all power to make a way where there seems to be no way. That is the Holy Spirit is omnipotent. Holy Spirit is responsible for taking the word of God, the promises of God and making them a reality in our lives. You know, the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, when everything was void and formless, the Bible says, Holy Spirit was present, hoovering. And as soon as God said, let there be light, He went to work to make God's Word a reality. Because He has all the power to make God's Word true in our lives. Holy Spirit is all-powerful. In fact, Jesus said to the disciples, wait, that story I referred to, wait in Jerusalem. When Holy Spirit comes, He will give you power to be witnesses. In other words, He will make you an extraordinary person, even if you're ordinary, when He's with you. Wow, He's all-powerful. The other attribute that Holy Spirit has, and I'll end with this in just trying to help us understand that he is God, is that Holy Spirit is just not omniscient, knowing everything perfectly. He's not just omnipotent or powerful. He also carries this other attribute of God. In fact, it's the one that's even very exciting. He's omnipresent. Omnipresent simply means he's present everywhere at the same time. <laughs> Amazing. You see, when Jesus was on planet Earth, he could only be in one place at the time. That's why he said, it is good for me to go so that the Father will send Holy Spirit, who is God, our advocate to help us, and he will be everywhere with you, the believer, at the same time. God will be with you. As you watch me now, Wherever you are, whichever country you are in, God, through the Holy Spirit, is present with you right now. David, in deep reflection, in Psalm 139, he was reflecting on God. He starts by thinking about how much God knows about him. Because God is all-knowing. And then he begins to express this Attribute of the Holy Spirit, of him being present everywhere. Psalm 139 and verse 7. He says, where can I go from your spirit? This is David. Where can I flee from your presence, he says. If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. Wow. David was prophetically declaring Holy Spirit's role in being our advocate to help us anywhere, anytime. He's omnipresent. He's with us. Here in Uganda, some people have some beliefs about spirits, and their beliefs are that spirits can only be in a particular place, either a particular hill, a particular tree, or a water body. That's what they think. In fact, there was something that met the news some months ago here. A road construction was supposed to go through a new road, go through a particular place, and there was a tree that the community believed carried spirits, and the community resisted that cutting down of that tree to create the road. It was quite a scene. And at some point, the community, the people who are looking after the tree said that the spirits had decided a certain compensation fee. Really funny. But, I mean, that's, that's their mindset. This is not the same with Holy Spirit. He is everywhere. He cannot be contained in a tree or a building. He's everywhere. Listen, when we come to gather together in church, he's present with us. When we go home, he's present with us. When we are at work, he's present with us. When you're in your classroom, he is present with you. You can ask, he's with us all the time. That is Holy Spirit. No wonder that verse we read, Jesus said, I will ask the Father, And he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. So we've seen that the Holy Spirit is God because of the attributes. We could talk about others, but let me just stop on those three. Those attributes make him God. But the other thing I said is that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a thing. He's not a certain force. He is a person. And he longs for a personal relationship with us. He has attributes as a person. And I want to talk about them. Number one, Holy Spirit has emotions, just like we have emotions. So he can deeply connect with us. Wow. That's Holy Spirit. Because listen, the only way he can be able to help us is if he can identify with us. And he connects with us at an emotional level. But, you know, Holy Spirit having emotions also means he can be hurt. He can be grieved when we do not honor him. When Paul was encouraging the believers in Ephesus, giving them instructions on Christian living in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. He said to them, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. In other words, Paul was saying, listen friends, you can actually hurt the Holy Spirit. You can grieve him. How do we grieve him? We grieve him when we live a life of disobedience to God when we live in sin. When we refuse to listen to him, we grieve him. Because Holy Spirit speaks to us. We grieve him. Now listen. When we grieve Holy Spirit, we need to go back to him and say we're sorry. But if we choose to continually live in disobedience to the Holy Spirit and grieve him over and over, you know what he will do? He will leave us alone. And that is the worst thing that can happen to you, my friend. The most miserable place to be is to be in a place where Holy Spirit has decided to leave you alone. You won't have any help. You'll be all on your own. And sometimes we think that we can do life just on our own. But here's the truth. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. When David failed God by committing adultery, he knew how the importance of Holy Spirit being with him was so necessary. And he knew also that he would have grieved Holy Spirit by his actions. And so in Psalm 51, David prays in verse 11, asking God, begging God, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. He cried out because he knew he needed Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can be grieved. He has emotions. But the other aspect, and I've already touched on it a little bit, is as a person, He speaks to us. He speaks to us today. You see, the way God speaks to us is through His Word, but also through the Holy Spirit. And there are various ways Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks when you read God's Word, something jumps out. That is Holy Spirit speaking. He speaks through people. When you hear a sermon, a message, there's something He's telling you. And even now He's speaking to you. He can speak through friends. Holy Spirit speaks to us. He brings impressions in our minds, in our hearts. He is always speaking. But please understand, whatever Holy Spirit says cannot contradict what God has already said in his word. It will always align with his word. I think of stories in the book of Acts, and I gotta go a bit quick here, of how Holy Spirit spoke to various people. One of them is in Acts chapter eight. In verse 29, the Holy Spirit spoke to Philip and said to him, go to the chariot and stay near it. This was a chariot with an Ethiopian eunuch. And he was confused about what he was reading. Holy Spirit sent Philip to explain to him the portion of scripture and he got born again. And we see many other instances where Holy Spirit is speaking to people. Go and do this. He spoke to Paul. He spoke to Peter. He's spoken to people. He still speaks to people today. You see, Watoto Church was born out of a voice of God through the Holy Spirit. He spoke to Pastors Gary and Marilyn to go to Uganda, plant an English-speaking church, and out of this church attack the cities and the nations. He speaks, he speaks today. Just a few days ago, in fact, a week ago, I was having a phone call with some friends, a Zoom call. We hadn't talked about anything. And as we just started going, they began to say exactly what was in my heart, thinking about what God wants to do here in Africa. You know, we believe that God's next big move is gonna be on this continent and it will come through the young people of Africa. And these are not Africans. they were saying the same thing. That was Holy Spirit confirming something. He speaks every day. Don't ignore his voice. Don't grieve him. But finally, as a person, he has a will. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 2 says, while. They, these were prophets and teachers of the church in Antioch, were worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. There we see Holy Spirit making a choice of who would go on a mission right there in the group. Barnabas and Saul. He has a will. He chooses. Listen, when you are in a meeting, when you are faced with choices to make, the best choice is a spirit-led choice. You're thinking about who to marry. You're thinking about, you know, whether this is the right business deal or not. You're thinking about whether this is the right move in my life or not. Listen to Holy Spirit. He will guide you. He has a will, he will and His will, is always in alignment with God's will. His way is the best way. Listen to his voice. Don't start your meetings at work without praying and inviting him. He's all knowing and he knows what is best. And when he speaks, listen. Listen to him. Listen to him because when you listen and obey, get ready to succeed. So. Holy Spirit, my friends, He is God. And He is a person. And those two things about Him have a serious implication. What does this mean as I close? Because He is a person, He wants to have a deep relationship with you. He longs to have a relationship with you. And because Holy Spirit is God, here's what I ask you to do: trust him. Trust him, honor him, obey his voice. When you hear him speak, when we choose to live our lives like that, like I started off and said, he will take your ordinary life and do extraordinary things through it. Let's pray together. Father, I wanna thank you so much for this series on the Holy Spirit. I am so grateful that you have not left us alone, but rather you have sent us the advocate, the Holy Spirit, who is God, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, Holy Spirit, who is so personable and relatable. I want to thank you for him. We are not left alone. We have help. Help us to be open, to relate with Holy Spirit. Help us to trust him. Help us to obey his still, small voice. And Lord, I pray throughout this series that we will get to have a real experience and encounter with the person of the Holy Spirit. My friend, even as you watch today, Holy Spirit is speaking to you. The only way you can enjoy a full-on relationship with the Holy Spirit is by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. In fact, Holy Spirit is convicting you now to make that decision. Listen to Him. I want to lead you in a very simple prayer that will launch into a brand new life. Now, Father, for that person that's watching today, you've spoken to them. I pray, forgive them of their sin. Right now, You who's watching, repeat this prayer, say, Dear Jesus, I invite you into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Today, I am born again. In your name I pray. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you are now born again. Welcome to the family of God. Please, we want to get in touch with you, celebrate with you, but also equip you with some materials. Write to us on the email on your screen, connect at watorochurch.com or text the numbers on your screen. Don't you dare miss any of the upcoming messages because you're going to be blessed as we dive into the subject of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, sister, hey.